Amen. All right. Well, let's pick up the next part that we're sharing with you in reference to our series on grace is this. You and I can stop the grace of God. I know we think, whoa, how can we stop the grace of God? But we're going to talk about it. Okay? So it's entitled, You Can Stop the Grace. Say that with me. Say, you can stop the grace. All right. Now, we all know our text. If there was a text that was ever given, and we're not going to turn there. If you want to, you can. But Romans chapter 5, verse 2. Romans 5, verse 2. We've already seen it several times in God's word where he shared with us that the grace of God is received. How? By faith. By faith. Everybody say this. By faith. Because it's very important when we're, as we're talking about tonight that you can stop the grace of God, and we're going to look at exactly what does that mean. So, therefore, if we're trying to receive grace, if you and I are trying to receive grace by anything other than faith, you know what? Guess what? It will hinder your effect. If you and I are, are trying to receive, now let me say this, say this with me, say receive. Anything other than, listen, if you're trying to receive grace by anything other than faith, it can have a hindering effect. Well, so we're going to explore the difference. What's the difference between works of the flesh and, guess what, works of faith? Works of faith. What's the difference? And I'm going to circle back. Now, what does that mean? What I'm going to do is give you the end result. I'm going to give you the bottom line. Then I'm going to circle back to the bottom line. Is that all right? So here it is. Here's the bottom line. Notice this. And write this down. You can't stop the grace of God when you're following God's principles. You can't. You cannot stop the grace of God when you're following God's principles. So now the question is, when do you stop the grace of God? When you're not following God's principles. That's worth the whole night. So thank you all for coming out. I really appreciate you. you know? But, but that's, that's the truth right there. If we'll get a hold of that and understand this, because we started out by saying you can stop the grace of God. Then I said you can't stop the grace of God when you're what? Following God's principles. All right? So here is the works of the flesh. Let's talk about that. Do you know what the, what the works of the flesh will do? This is important for you to see as well. The works of the flesh that we have learned and the word of God teaches us will short circuit the blessings of God in your life. When you start working in the flesh or doing things in the flesh, it short circuits. Or let me say it this way, it sidesteps, say sidestep. So in other words, what will happen is you start sidestepping the grace of God. Here's the grace of God. Instead of utilizing the grace of God, we sidestep the grace of God and start doing things on our own. We sidestep the grace of God and start doing works of the flesh. All right? So, but sometimes what happens, there's a misunderstanding between doing works. Well, it, should I work for the Lord? Do I do things for the Lord? Or what do I do? How does this happen? And I'm glad you asked. But we'll get there. We'll get there. All right? Well, let's go to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. And you know how we do it around here. I mean, if you want to read, you can. And, and we love to hear different translations. It just helps to bring out just a, a little more meaning to our scriptures. And as we're studying on the subject of grace, and if you want to read, we'd love for you to do that. I love to hear the different translations. 
And I know some of you have New King James, you have Amplified, Message, New Living, and so on, NIV. Well, let's look at Romans chapter 11, verse 5 and 6. And before, the, before we finish and move on from this verse, I want to make sure that we read from the Amplified. But let's start elsewhere and finish the Amplified. So who wants to read first? Or someone, whatever translation you have, let us know, and then we'll go from there. Okay? Romans. So what we hear tonight is saying this, that if it is by grace, then it's no longer by works. If it's by works, it's no longer by what? Grace. And so here's the thing. And what was happening is, is they're teaching them the difference between doing what works is all about and what grace is all about. Now, we can do, and we'll get to this point, you say, well, what did Paul do? What about the work that Paul did in the church? Was that works? Sure it was. But he did it in a certain way that we as believers should also work unto the Lord in a certain way. And we're going to explore that and look at that together. But here it is. I know this. The moment I start doing something on my own, say my own, then what happens is this. We leave grace and we get over into works. We start doing our own thing. We try to make things happen ourselves. Well, we said when that happens, what does it do? It short circuits the blessing of God. Man, who wants to short, short circuit the blessing of God? I know I don't. I want the blessings of God. How about you? Amen? So we don't want to short-circuit the blessings of God, nor here we see grace flowing our way. I mean, who wants to sidestep the grace of God? I'm like, come on, grace. I received that favor of God. So, but when we get in the way, we're going to talk about how do we do that. Pastor, how do we get in the way? How do we stop the grace of God? Mm -mm, mm -mm, it's good. Let me give you another truth. Understand this. Now, this is, this is where a lot of believers are trying to understand and then what, what's going on in my life because, because I, I know what the word says about grace and I know what the word says about, about listen, about faith, but understand this. We can't, we can't say can't. You can't operate in grace and, listen, I'm saying about works, not the works that the Bible's talking about, but selfishness or yourself at the same time. In other words, here's grace, the grace of God works saying look at me look at what I'm doing can everybody see me look at my accomplishments you see those two don't work together all right but there is works a work that works together with grace ah and we're going to explore that and that's what we want to do you say because that's what happens a lot of times in the body of Christ we see people man they're doing great wonderful things for God then all of a sudden it's like what happened how did, how did we get off? Ah, we stopped depending upon God, and we got really smart, or at least we thought we did. Come on now. And started doing things on our own. I don't need God. Now, we would never say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's something wrong with us if we said that. We may not say it with words coming out of our mouths, but sometimes it's our actions. Sometimes it's our actions, you see. And then we start getting over into works and trying to create these own accomplishments. And we want to pin roses and, and medals on ourselves and always saying, look what I did. I built this. Did you really build it? Because if it's in the kingdom of God, newsflash, you didn't build it. Whew. All right. So, but understand this, that if we get over into, here's the truth, we get over in the works, it'll cancel out the grace of God. So what do we do? Well, we live by our faith, 
not by our works. Let me say that again. We live by our faith, not by our works. Well, let's turn with me to Galatians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 20 through 21. I have to say that this is one of my favorite scriptures. How many have favorite scriptures? I mean, I tell you what, if you have a favorite scripture or two, you need to memorize it. Get it down on the inside of you so that when you need it, it's there. Are you listening to me? I said, when you need it, it's there. Can you say praise the Lord? And so the King James says this, and I want you to, to you know, look at your translation. But again, understand what we're talking about here, okay? Living by faith, not by works. So here we are, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. Now, Paul here is speaking to the church in Galatia. And what he says is this, and this is very important to understand that we're talking about Paul. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet it's not I. It's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, come on now, I live it by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, that's, that's the King James. But what do you have? I want to hear your different translations. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Can you say that last part again? Go ahead. Right. So back up just another sentence there right before them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if it's all based on through the law and which is dealing with works, then guess what? Christ died for nothing. Hmm. Now, some folks don't like to hear that, but that's all right. Okay, because it's like this. It's all about me. Shine, shine that light on me, brother. Mm. And when you start saying, no, it's about God, it's about grace, they don't like that. And then they get, you know, their feathers all ruffled, and they start getting upset. And all of a sudden, what happens is, is they're like, now nah, you don't like me. You know what I'm saying? Now nah, you don't want to follow me. I'm talking about believers. Come on now. Hello? See, what happens is because nobody is pointing, no longer pointing the way to Jesus, we're pointing the way to man. And once you start pointing the way to man, then where's the grace of God? It turns into works. That's real. Man, that's real. And I tell you, notice it's saying, and as we've read in all of our different translations, that it's talking about living by faith. It's talking about grace and associated with with grace. It's not talking about living by works because the end result of living by works is is simply saying then I've abandoned what I believe. I abandoned the favor of God. Think about what did we say, Grace? Help me with this. I mean, you're great students. Now I want to put you to test. Are you ready? What are some of the things that we said, Grace, when we define grace, that's why I'm giving you a chance to go back to your notes. When we define grace, what did we say or some of the things that grace would be defined as, okay? So, so someone just, just go ahead and just share what, what do you think uh, we, we talked about. What are some? Okay, so we have unmerited favor, all right? Go ahead. What are some others? God's strength, the blessings of God. Now, here's the thing. So here's what we're saying. Now, listen to this, and then we're going to go on. What we're saying is if we then adopt or start adopting a living our life by works instead of by grace, 
and then all of a sudden by faith obtaining the grace, the favor, the strength, the unmerited favor, the strength. What else somebody else say? The what? The the blessings right there, then what happens is we're, we're forfeiting those things. We're saying we don't want those things. What we're saying is, is I want what I can do on my own. I want my own accomplishments. I don't want God's grace in my life. So I'm abandoning that. And when you abandon the grace of God, then you begin to short circuit the blessing of God. In other words, here comes grace. Grace is coming towards you. It's abounding towards you. Grace is saying, I want to get all over you. I want to help you. I, want, I mean, I just want to be a blessing to you. Didn't we say help was one? But then all of a sudden, here, here's what happens. Somebody says, no, I don't want that. And they sidestep the grace and let grace go right on by. Because they say, I don't need that. I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made person. I can accomplish all of this on my own. I really don't need God. Wow, that's works. That's works. But we don't say that around here, do we? Come on, somebody. No, we need God. We need his grace working in our lives. Hallelujah. Well, so now understand what we're saying about works. It's not wrong, and I want you to write this down. It's not wrong to work for God, because I'm not saying we shouldn't work for God. And I don't want you to hear that. I've never said that, and you know my heart. I, I, I would never teach that. So what did Paul say? Well, let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 29. Let's get a hold of what Paul said, because, because he's not addressing the fact, and nor we're going to see with James either, addressing the fact about we shouldn't work but it's how we work. That's what I want to hear. How do we work? So it's not wrong to work for God. Say that with me. Say it's not wrong to work for God. I believe that. It's not wrong. I really do. So different translations. If you want to go ahead and read that, Colossians chapter 1, 29, verse 29. So I see some of you are still turning there. I hear you turning there. And so what I'll do as you're getting there, let me say this. I'll read the New King James. The New King James says, to this end, say this with me, to this end. So in other words, here's Paul is now summarizing, if you will. He's bringing it to a conclusion of what he's sharing now with the church in Colossae. Here's what he's saying in 29, to this end, I also labor. Now, is that work? He says, I also labor striving according to what? Wait a minute. His working which works in me mightily. Do you see that? So what's the difference here? We can work, but we want to work, how? With God working in us and through us. Oh, let me give you another scripture. Uh, turn over to Ephesians chapter, chapter 2. Let's turn there real quick, and I'll give you that one. That's for free because this is not even in my notes, so this will help you out. And I know you, I mean, you're great students of the word. I want you to see this. I mean, even, even in Philippians 1, that's fine. I mean, we can look at that. But I, I tell you, the scripture is just so powerful when we get a hold of God's truth and walking in the light of what he says in his word. But you begin to understand as we study God's word and how he ministers to us and we, and we, we come in line and understand this. But, but the truth of the matter is when we, get, when we begin to understand that God is, say, God is working in me. Say, God always works in me. Okay. 
And so let's look at verse 2, and let's look first at verse 8. I have to go back to this again. Notice what it says. Does it say, for by works? Does it say that? Uh Oh, wait a minute. What does it say? Ah, so so what does it say in, in, in verse eight? For I'm gonna say it again. For by works, oh, for by grace are you saved. How? Through faith. Some have what? Believing. You see that? And not of yourselves. Can so you see the difference here? Now it's talking about works. So here we're saved by what? By grace and not by yourself or not by works. But then it doesn't stop there. He goes on and actually states that very fact that it is a gift of God, not of what? Works. Not of works. So what happens when we get over into the works mentality, then we're getting out of the grace of God flowing and working towards us. Say towards me. Okay, and we don't want to do that. Now, let me go through another translation, I mean another chapter. Go to Philippians. Let's go to Philippians, and I want you to see this as well to get a hold of this truth that, that it continue to bless you. Because the word, I mean, the word is always good. Amen? Let me say that again. I said the word is always good. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what I want you to see is Philippians 1.6, and then we're going to go also as we continue to read uh, uh, verse 13. Uh, 2.13, but let's go to Philippians 1.6. Somebody read that for us. I'm just giving a little extra scripture here, and then we'll get back. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Go ahead. Now, isn't that something? Wait a minute. Now, hold on. It uses the word work. Do you, do you hear that? So let's, let's explore that a little bit more. What is that talking about? So let's hear from a different translation. Somebody else. Thank you. Who has something else? Mm-hmm. What's a good work? See, what's a good work? Works, good works. Wow, because later before we finish up tonight, we're going to see how we connect. We're going to connect the dots to what James says about works. Okay, who, who has a different translation? Thank you for sharing that. Somebody else? Anything different? New Living? Now, now, it appears to me that what we're hearing is about this good work is really uh, lined up with what the Bible is talking about and tied into understanding that, that the works that we do in grace and how faith is tied into our works. James talks about the difference between works and faith. We're going to see that. But if God is talking about here good works, then you know what? To me, it's not talking about ourselves or something that we do on our own because no one is good. Uh oh, wait a minute. Within themselves. It's the good works through Christ working in us that we're able to do these things in His grace. You say, now wait a minute, Pastor, give me another scripture. I will. I'm so glad that you asked, okay? So go over to Philippians 2, Philippians 2 13. Because here's why it's good works. I want you to see this. Why is it good works? This is why it's good works. Philippians 2 13. Somebody read that for us. New Living says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. 
who's working in us? And because God is working in us, guess what? It's good works. So apart from God, we can finish the rest of the thought, can't we? If God is working in you, you're doing good works according to what the Bible tells us. If he's not, then it's pretty much based on our own because he's not working in us. We're doing our own thing. Who has another translation? Mm -hmm. I like that. For his good pleasure, if not for our own. So what I'm pointing us to, and I want us to see, we're continuing to point you to grace. I want to continue to point you that there's a difference between doing, or we would say operating in the grace of God or operating in works, works of the flesh, say the flesh. Now, listen to this. Living by, living by works is living, now write this down. When you're living by works, it's living according to your own resources. When you're living by works, you're living according to your own resources. What you're saying is this. When you're living by works, that means everything that you see I have accomplished or that I have, I've done this on my own. I've arrived. I've accomplished. This is, this is what I've become. And guess what? What you're saying here is according to my own resources. But listen, I don't want my life to be limited to my own resources. I want my life to be able to be prosperous and blessed with God's resources. What does Philippians 4.19 tell us? You got it? No, 4.19. Come on now. No, that's 13. I'm going to help you. That's all right, students. I'm going to help you out. I just do. I know I'm throwing curveballs at you, but Philippians 4.19 is talking about, ah, wait a minute. So say that again. My God, all of, okay. Is it according to his resources? By who? Is it by myself? So what is works? Works, and here's, here's how you know. I'm not trying to point anything out or anybody out. Here's how you know the difference between someone who's doing something for the kingdom of God and not. Here it is. It's based on their own resources. That's works. But when you know that God is blessing you, when you know someone is doing something, you know, for the kingdom of God, it says, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, riches, resources, and glory by who? By Christ Jesus. Now, let's go on. Let's look at a great example, and you'll know it. How about the Israelites? Help me out with this. Think about the Israelites. Let's go back and, 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 and see what happened in their lives. Can we see a, 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 I mean, a, a distinguish the difference between works, wow, and grace, or faith and works? All right. So before we even read anywhere, go anywhere, help me out. Let's talk about this together. Here we have the Israelites. God has promised them in Numbers 13 and 14. He's promised them that they were going to take the land, right? He says this land is yours, and this is the promised land. Well, so a promised land means that he promised it to them. Am I right about that? Okay. 
Well, the Bible tells us, and let me stop right here, so you know what you have in your hand. The Bible says all the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. So what you have here is the same promises, if you will, the blessings, if you will, that God told the children of Israel, that's your promised land. Listen, this is the word of God, and his promises belong to us. Now, some of them did not enter into the promised land. Come on now. There are some of us today, us, because I'm talking about family, are not walking in, help me, the what? The promises of God. Why? Why is that? Why is that? How, in fact, how can that be? That was so many years ago. Surely we should have learned from the Israelites. Surely we should have. But I have to say some of us have not. Come on now. Amen. So talk to me. So what happened? And, 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 and you can just throw out this different thoughts. What, what happened in your own sense? Think about what's going on. And here's the report. First of all, let me back up. God said, go spy out the land. Well, back up. First, he said, I've given it to you. Go check it out. And they did. Now, help me. When they came back, what happened? There was 12. What happened? Somebody help me out. What, what, Wow. Wow. Ten said that. All right. And then the other two, what happened? Said we can do it. Hmm. Now, let's talk about then works, faith, talk about grace, you see, or basically what we're talking about dealing with works is our own accomplishments. What did the ten see? They compared themselves to the giants. What else? Their own strength. They forgot what God said. Or they pretty much depended on their own works. Wow. What happens? What did we say about what works will do? Remember, go back to your notes. And when we get over into works, what happens? Your own resources. What else did we say? When you live by works, you live according to your own resources, but something else happens. Ah, we sidestep the grace of God. What else did we say? We short-circuit the blessing. Now, notice what's happening here. God said it's yours. The 12 went out. They saw the same thing. All of us, we can sit here and read all night and see the same thing. Come on now, right? There's people in the body of Christ are hearing and, and under, I mean, listening to the word and, and they're studying the same thing. But why is it that some of them are not receiving and some of them are? Whew. That's a great question. And I will tell you that some of them are operating in works still and not the grace of God. You see, because the grace of God says, I trust God. The grace of God says, Lord, whatever you want, the grace of God says, Lord, I'm available. The grace of God says, I need you. But when you're operating in works, what works says, regardless of what the Bible says, I'm going to do this on my own. Regardless of what the Bible says, I can accomplish this all by myself. 
This is what works does. Well, that's what happened with the ten. The ten went in with the other two, came back and said, I mean, totally said opposite. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. Wow. Can I tell you we're still doing it today? Especially when someone says, and I know we talk about, I like to talk about just a few topics. Those are kind of like topics that we have to, you know, people are like, oh, man, sometimes they struggle. In. But even when we talk about prosperity, even when we talk about healing, come on now. And even when we talk about love, which is so basic, we're still struggling with love. Come on now. Am I right or wrong? I mean, we're struggling with love even in the body of Christ. But we should be loving one another. I'm not even talking about the color of our skin. Forget that. I'm talking about just being in the body of Christ. So what are we doing then? See, we're operating, still dealing with what? Works, our own self, our own mentality. Now, so here's what happened. They get, they get to this place. They come back. Man, and you begin to study the word of God. And God, I mean, he is, he gets angry, if I can say that. I mean, he is not happy with those reports, that report, those of the ten. Why? Because he gave them his word. He gave them his promise. He told them this land belongs to you. And you go spy out the land. And when you come back, you tell everybody what you've seen. But that means this, that you tell them what you've seen, but also they should be saying what God said. What did the other two help me out now with Joshua and Caleb? What did they say? We are well able. What did they see? The same thing. Wait a minute. So how could they go in the same land, see the same thing, I mean the grapes, the the fruit, everything, but yet they had a different report than the ten. See, there's something that, that we have to understand that's there, that was there in them that wasn't in the ten. Now, the other ten could have been afraid, could have been fearful, but the two said, wait a minute, hold on. And they are reminded of what God said. God said we can, therefore we are well able. They believed God and took him at his word. And so therefore their faith, had they gone in yet? No. But God said that they can and that they will possess the land. So they believed what God said, took him at his word, and by faith they came back and gave a faith report. The other ones came back, and there's a report that was filled with doubt and unbelief and fear. Well, see, they've got into dealing with what works. And they begin to see themselves, not as God sees them, come on, but to see themselves. They, they began to see the giants bigger than God. But Joshua and Caleb said, oh, no, no one compares to my God. God is bigger and God is greater. God said this belongs to us. He says, listen, they're saying, listen, you're on our land. And then God gave them a plan. But do you notice this? Those who did not believe. Wow. So can we say today, uh uh-oh, wait a minute, help me. We got a few minutes left. Those who do not believe don't receive. Now, people don't like that, but I'm a Christian, brother. Well, they, they're following the Lord, too. But see what happens the moment 
we say we switch from grace and we get over into works, we're hindering the blessings of God. We're sidestepping the grace of God. It's no longer about God. It's all about us now. Well, let's finish up here. Let's look at James together. Can I tell you another thought I want to give to you? You like this. This will bless you. How do we receive the grace of God in vain? Do you know how do you receive the grace of God in vain? Can I tell you what it is? Write this down. This is another, I mean, another nugget for you. Here it is. How do you receive the grace of God in vain according to 2 Corinthians 6.1? Here's how it is. We waste God's grace. We waste God's grace when we become impatient. Ooh, none of us are impatient now. Come on. Mm, 2 Corinthians 6.1. How do, we receive, how do we receive the grace of God in vain? We waste God's grace when we become impatient and try to make things happen ourselves. This is how, when you read that scripture again, I want you to see it now in a different light. How do you receive the grace of God in vain? We waste God's grace when we become impatient and we try to make things happen ourselves. Wow. Man, I don't want to try to make things happen myself. I'm telling you. I mean, later for that, it's going to, I mean, the, the end result is what? It's just not going to happen. It's futile. It's just forget it. Trust God. Well, let's see what James had to say about this. What is the difference, James, between works of the flesh and works of faith? Well, James tells us in chapter 2, that's the last place we're going to go. And we're going to look at a few scriptures, and then, and then we'll let you go tonight. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Let's turn there. What is the difference between works of the flesh and works of faith? We're still talking about working, right? And, but it's how we work and how, and how we do things in the kingdom of God. So let's begin. The first reference I want you to read, 14 through 18. And, and, and that's okay. New Living Translation. Ready to go? Can you read yours first? Wow. So we can see here then, because when we read this in James, we think like, man, wait a minute, because I thought it was all about faith. And then why is James talking about works? But actually what he's saying is, is this, our actions and our faith and the things that we do is based on cause because of our faith. And the way, because we believe God, because we trust God, the corresponding action connected to our faith will have a different type of work and a result. And we'll be pointing it ourselves and the things that we do to who? To Christ, as opposed to ourselves. You see, man will say, look at me, look at my works. And what he was saying, okay, well, here's what I'll do. I'll show you my works, but my works will be connected to what? My faith. Well, who's a great example then? Well, let's continue to read. I mean, we're right here. Let's go to 21 through 24. Let's just continue to skip just down to verse 21 and listen to this. This is what he's saying. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Notice when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar. Are you there? Then it says, do you see that faith was working, uh-oh, together with his works? Wow. Now, it wasn't working separate, was it? It was working together. It says, notice here, beginning verse 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see 
that faith was working together with his works. And by works, faith was made perfect. So it's working together, not apart. When, when we're just caught up in works for works sake and there's no faith involved, then the fruit is not going to be the same. It's man-made, come on now, and it's not going to be the same as works and faith coming together and doing it under God's plan and God's purpose in our lives. So Abraham, when you look at what he's doing and what it says here, ex I mean, the example is perfect. He was made, notice what it says here, do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect because he had what? faith so whatever you do whatever God has called you to do I encourage you do it by faith believe God and allow the grace of God to begin to flow in your life now I'm gonna give you another thought how do many of us or how do many enter or should I say this how do many enter or get involved into the works of the flesh wow this is the last thought now I mean this is like my my third main thought what was the first two? What was the first one? I said, man, you don't want to miss this. Let me see if you wrote that down. Oh, okay. That's all right. We talked about what, what the difference between what? Works of the flesh can, and grace, right? And what did we say it was? Okay, let me help you out. Okay, works of the flesh. What a work of the flesh is what? A little short circuit, Right? Or sidestep the grace of God. I'm just helping you go back to, we said living by works is what? Living according to? Okay, that's two. Here's number three. Are you ready? Okay, here it is. How do many enter or get involved into the works of the flesh? Can I tell you? How many want to give a guess? How many? Tell me what you think. All right, here's the question. And it's not a test question. Pass or fail, it means you can't leave. Don't misunderstand that. Here it is. How do many enter or get involved into works of the flesh? Wow. Now, think about what we just mentioned. Think about everything we talked about. And let's, as we start making our way back and going back to what we started from the very beginning until now. Anyone to give us some, your idea or thought or maybe, it, I mean, you just want me to give you the answer. Pride, okay. Impatient. Not consulting the word. Wow, all great answers. Anyone else? Relying on your own resources. See, so now what we're doing, the reason I asked you that question, because I want you to give me back some of the things that we shared with you. What are some other things we shared? Hands, doing our own thing. That's good. Anybody else? Say that again. To impress others. Yeah, that's great. And everything you said is outstanding. Here's, I'm going to give you this thought. Are you ready? By doing something they see someone else do. Instead of following the Lord's plans for their lives. Wow. We get over into the flesh. How do many, not all, how do many, there's different ways, different things. Let me read this again. How do many enter or get involved into the works of the flesh? By doing something they see someone else do. Oh, man, I want to do that. Oh, I can do that. I want to have a church like that. I want to be able to preach like that. I want to be able to look like that. I want to be able to have that. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Then what happens is they leave the grace of God 
and they step over into the works of the flesh and try to make it happen on their own. And now guess what? We stop following God and we start following man. And we're saying, I want that, not realizing by you pursuing that in the wrong way, you're pursuing it and it's a work, it's a work of the flesh. But if we pursue God and God's grace and God's blessing, come on now, it's grace working in our lives. Man. Go ahead. Oh, come on now. I'm hearing some thoughts here, hearing some little rumbling back there. Why? Because of what? That's great. Because why do we think? Wow. Because if we look at the, the whole context of that, they left Jesus a long time ago. They started doing things on their own. And even to the point where it says, I never knew you. Oof. What happened? That's, those are strong words. But they, but, but they took the credit. That's one aspect. Someone else. Any other different aspects of that? See, and so could we, could we say that a lot of it is this, is that their heart wasn't right? Could we say a lot of it is that their, their focus or their purpose or, or what they were wanting to accomplish, just something didn't set right. And they wanted to receive the glory instead of giving the glory to God. And then when you start wanting to receive the glory, you start getting over in the works. And you want people to see you follow me instead of following Christ. Ooh, don't want to be there. Not a good place to be. Can you say amen to that? All right, so tonight we just talked about... This was a topic that you can stop the grace. Now, we're not going to stop the grace of God, <laughs> amen, because we're not going to do these things. We're going to continue. What, how are we going to walk? We're going to continue to walk by faith, amen, amen, and not by sight. Glory to God. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this evening. Thank you for this opportunity to study your word. We thank you, Lord God, that we're learning, we're ever growing, we're ever increasing. We thank you, Lord, that your word has first place in our lives and we're developing just strong, strong, strong hearts, strong spirits. Father, our minds are being renewed all the time. We thank you that we're growing, in fact, in leaps and bounds. And we thank you that we give you all the glory, all the honor. We give you all the credit for that. And we thank you, Lord, that we desire your word above our necessary food. And we thank you that all the promises of God, all the promises of God are yes and amen. And we thank you for that. And we receive it by faith. We claim it by faith. We walk in it by faith. We share and speak it by faith. We live by faith. And we thank you for this. In the name that is above every name, in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're certainly excited and glad that you came out.